Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. I, I love Christmas Eve. That's one of the reasons we did the best we could to get the evening vibe here in, the, uh, in the, the, the room here. So thanks for joining us this afternoon. If I say good morning, I'm used to saying that. If I say tonight, forgive me, because they think they did such a great job of making it like a night that it, it looks like that. But I, but I love, love Christmas Eve. In fact, I think I'm 46 for 46 on Christmas Eves. I think. I, I'll have my family fact check me, but I think I've got perfect attendance on Christmas Eve services. Anyone else out here uh, got, have you attended more Christmas Eve services than you've missed? Do you think? If you were to, all right, a lot of you. Anyone else think maybe they're perfect attendance? I don't have a gold star or anything, but we got a couple that maybe have perfect attendance. For a lot of us, for a lot of us, Christmas wouldn't feel like Christmas if we didn't do Christmas Eve. I think there's a lot of us that are like that. If we skipped the Christ Mass, it just wouldn't feel like Christmas. And I'm not going to skip church on this holy night, even if there's some billboards that are uh, trying to shame you into staying home. You might have seen this. I want to show you a billboard. This is a real billboard. Um, it says on it, Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is to skip church. I'm too old for fairy tales. Real billboard. You know, happy holidays to you too. You know, I, I am, if you're familiar with the history behind Christmas, you know, you, you just look at a, a billboard like this and you're just like, oh, you guys, you're missing it. If you look into the history, there is so much there. I want to encourage you, if you've never done this, follow the facts. I want to encourage you to do that. Not just the stuff that people have been saying for the last 200 years. Go back further and take a look at what the reports actually were that were coming out of the Middle East in the first century. We've been taking a little bit of a look at that as a church over the last several, uh, several weeks together. And I think the facts are fascinating. Tonight what we're doing is we're commemorating a real event. We're commemorating a real event. We're commemorating the birth of a real baby who was born in the time of King Herod, who was born in the city of David to a descendant of David. We're celebrating a birth that was proclaimed by angelic beings and attested to by humble shepherds. Those of us who call ECC our church home, we've been, like I said, digging into the history surrounding this event. And again, the, the facts are fascinating. We don't have a birth certificate that's got the exact day. We don't have a birth certificate that's got the exact time of his birth. But what we've got are reports coming out of the first century, so many of them, that there are more reports coming out of the first century for Jesus of Nazareth than there are for the emperor Tiberius, who was the emperor during Jesus' ministry. It's crazy. And the group that, that's giving us these reports, it's as diverse a group as you're ever going to find. There was a first century tax collector. There was a first century fisherman. There was a man who once persecuted Christians. There was a military guy turned historian named Josephus. The list goes on and on. And evidence for Jesus' birth, it also comes to us courtesy of the Roman Empire. We were talking about this just last week. Have many of you ever heard of the uh, Church of the Nativity? It's a real place in Bethlehem. You've heard of it? Guess who founded the first one? It was the Roman Empire. The Romans built the first church, and they built the first church uh, of the nativity. They built it right there on a site, a little limestone cave on the outskirts of Bethlehem, where people said that Jesus was born. Something happened. Something happened 2,000 years ago. A real baby was born in a real place. 
And that baby forever changed the world. The series that we just wrapped up on Sunday, in it, we spent most of our time studying the, uh, the, a document, an ancient document. It's an account of Jesus' birth that was handed, and his life that was handed down to us by a first century physician named Luke. And if you do your homework, you're going to find that Luke's authorship was uncontested. His scholarship was exemplary. And where Luke can be fact-checked, Luke's facts check out. Again, if you've never studied the history, I want to encourage you to take a look. That city where Jesus was born, it's the same city that prophets of old said, this is where he's going to be born. It's the same one. It's a city called the city of David, also known as Bethlehem. And the city's namesake, namesake, David, he was a shepherd boy. He grew up to become the shepherd of the nation of Israel. And hundreds of years later, in those same fields, there were other shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night. And as we've said before in this series, these are quite possibly the very same shepherds that, that, that kept watch over sheep, little lambs that were sacrificed in Jerusalem. And the baby that the shepherds discovered lying in the manger in the city of David was a descendant of King David who would one day grow up to be the sacrificial lamb who would lay down his life for his sheep on a hill just outside of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is the name of a city that was also known as the city of David. Now these shepherds, as we read in Luke's account, they were invited, they were invited to come and, and to see this baby. And they were invited to do so by angels, the account says. And, and that's where we start to go look at the account and maybe go, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, now we've crossed the line. Now we've crossed the line from fact to fiction, right? If we're talking about angels, well, it, it was fun. I had asked our intern, Nick, to, uh, to talk about the angels and explore the angels' account. And he, as he was sharing, I didn't know this going in, but he starts sharing, and he starts sharing about his own story, his own story where he had two accounts that he can't explain apart from angels. And one of the things I want to encourage you to do is ask around. You're going to be surprised how many credible, reasonable people have an angel story or know somebody firsthand that does. If you can dismiss what Luke says about the angels, you've still got the testimony of thousands of diverse people throughout generations on all parts of the planet who have angel stories of their own. Again, if you look into all the facts, including the ones about the angels, it, it appears as though there was a birth of a real baby, Jesus the Christ. He was born in a real place. And all of the hard evidence that we've got coming out of the first century, it supports that. In fact, I'm not aware of anything coming out of the first century that disputes the reality of that baby born in that manger. To dismiss the birth of Jesus as a fairy tale requires a lot of faith. Something happened. Something happened on the outskirts of Bethlehem. And the reason that I'm not skipping church tonight or any Christmas Eve is because there was a real manger and there was a real cross. And both of those are worthy of commemorating and both of those are worthy of reflection and both of those are worthy of a response. Hey, kids, you guys get those candles? Can you do something for me? Can you take that candle and just turn it on? If you are not already, great, thank you. And just hold it up so everybody can see that. You guys, are these candles, is, is this something real that's in your hand? I know it's not a real candle, but is it, is it real? Is this thing in your hand you're holding, is it real? Yeah, it's real. And we wanted to give you guys a real gift that you could take home. We wanted to do that. You get to keep this. This is a real gift that you can, that you can take home with you. 
beyond this real gift. I know it sounds cliche, but for all of us, kids, adults, there's a real gift that we want to give you. You may hear this time of year when people talk about the spirit of Christmas. We want you to go home with the spirit of Christ. He wasn't just a real baby that, that was found in a manger in a real place. He's real. And he invites us to invite him into our lives. Christmas isn't just a day where we celebrate a real birth. It's more than that. It's a day where we celebrate. We can be born again. We can be born again. We can tell the God of all creation that we're sorry for the things that we've done. We can invite the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts and fill our minds. And I tell you, we all need this. All of us need forgiveness. And then we have all kinds of other needs, too, that we come to, right, on a night like this. Some of us need hope as we go into 2015. Some of us need healing. A whole lot of us need that. Some of us, we need direction. We need guidance as we face this new year. Some of us, we need a fresh start. And there's a Savior that wants to help. There's a Savior who wants to help, and he's led the way. He, he wants us to come to him humbly. He went first. How, how, how much more humble can you get than God coming in a manger? And he wants us to trust us with our whole lives, to lay down our whole lives. Didn't he go first? He laid down his life for us. There's a Savior who wants to help if you come to him humbly as he came to us, if you're willing to lay down your life just as he laid down his life. So what we've done tonight, we intentionally keep Christmas Eve simple at our church. What we've done is we've filled this room now with all kinds of real reminders of who God is and what he's like. We've got a manger that says so much about our God. We've got a cross that says so much about our God. We've got a big gift right here that says so much about our God. We're to be singing songs that proclaim just the wonders of what happened on that real night not so long ago. We've got lights. We've got family and friends. Some of you even brought babies. Thanks for that, right? So we've got all of these signs. We have all of these symbols. We have all of these pr profound things here tonight. And whether it's for the first time or for the first time again, would you join me tonight in inviting the real presence of the real Christ to fill your heart and to fill your mind. That is our sincere prayer. I don't just say that. That is our sincere prayer tonight. That you would come to him humbly just as he came to us. That you'd offer him everything just as he offered us. So tell God you're sorry for the things you've done wrong. And then let that real spirit of Christ fill you and lead you through everything that's coming in 2015. Well, I'm so glad you didn't skip church tonight. So let's make the most of this opportunity you've been given. What I'm going to do now is I'm just going to read from Luke's account. Again, this is a, a testimony coming from the first century handed down to us. I'm going to read that, and then we'll have an opportunity to sing some songs and enter into a time of Holy Communion. So let's, uh, let me read this, and then I'll pray. I'll let the worship band to come on up and get the place here. This is out of the book of Luke, chapter 2, starting with verse 1. And he puts this in a historical context. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. 
He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths. She placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them or no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today is born in the town of David a Savior who's been born to you. He's the Messiah. He's the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger, and suddenly... A great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel proclaiming God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that's happened that the Lord told us about. So they hurried off, found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. I want to pray for you guys here before I step down. Lord, we, I, I do. I, I come and I pray for my friends here. Lord, Lord, we pray that you would take this moment and you would connect this moment with other key moments in history. Connect this moment with that moment when you came as a baby and the heavens erupted and surprising people were invited in. Connect us with that moment and connect us with that moment when you laid down your very life for us and connect us with that moment when you rose from the dead. And Lord, may, we, may all of this sink in. Let it sink into our minds, let it sink into our hearts that we may open ourselves up to the reality of your presence right here, right now, in this place. As never before, God, for the first time and for the first time again, open up our hearts and our minds and fill us with the wonder of who you are. And God, then give us the conviction and the courage to respond humbly, to come to you as you came to us first and then to lay down our lives following in the footsteps of you who laid down your life for us. That we may be filled with the very spirit of Christ. And may we come out of here born again. In Jesus' name, amen.